live. We're live? All right. We're live on the air. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Webbing the Surf, brought to you from Viartico Work. And today, I have an awesome guest, John. John, all this time, I don't know how to say your last name. Salenza. Salenza. That's the American way to say it. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. John, we're literally here to talk about the weather. Really? <laughs> no. Well, no, you're I a meteorologist, so. right? Yes, originally. All right. Why don't you give us the, the quick 30-second uh, who you are, what you do? Right. I'm John Salenza. I was... Um, Born in upstate New York, and I you were? I was. I didn't know you're from the East Coast as well. And I went to school at Penn State, and then I moved what? out to San Francisco. How did I not know that either. Yeah, jeez. I moved out to San Francisco in, in 2000 and worked for 17 years for a weather company called the Weather Underground. And I have now transitioned into a tech position at IBM, and that gave me the opportunity to move to Puerto Vallarta and work remotely for IBM from oh, okay. co work. That's right. So you weren't working remote when you were at Weather Underground. Correct. I was working in the office. Weather Underground. So cool. It seems like they have like a cult like fan following. Like it's like cool. It was a like who would have thought the weather would have like a cool company? Well, they were the first online weather service. So they got the cool from that from being the beginning. Yeah, they started with a telnet service and it still exists. You can still telnet to rainmaker.wonderground.com and get a forecast. For the United States. Wow. Yeah, we haven't changed. They never changed the service after we launched it. And uh, it also has a cult following because of our weather station network and that everyone can contribute. So we got kind of an IoT crowdsourcing model. Oh, right. That is very cool. You were telling me about that. So why is it still so hard to predict the weather? <laughs> it's because it's a chaotic system that is very nonlinear. So what I mean by that is that in the 60s and 70s, it's one of those systems where you can make, you can improve a lot at the beginning by putting some effort in, mm-hmm. but as you put more effort in, the improvements get less and less until you hit this asymptote where no matter how much work you put in, you're not really going to get any more out of it. Interesting. So it's one of those nasty problems. So in the 60s and 70s, we got really good good at forecasting, maybe one or two days, and then, you know, we've gotten to three to four days to five days, and now, you know, we're, I would say accurately, we're forecasting out to about seven days. But after that, yeah, it's a diminishing returns. It's very hard to get any farther because of the chaotic system that forecasting the weather is. Hmm. Very interesting. So seven days is pretty much the window. For the next confidence. 20 years, probably. I don't know. Really? You know this is where it, it, I'm a little out of my depth. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like we've gotten a lot better in the last 10 years. Let's put it that way. So what is your role now? What is my role now? I am a cloud architecture engineer for IBM. So I'm taking their IBM cloud presence, which is delivering applications in uh, in the web, mm-hmm. uh, in the cloud, mm-hmm. and I'm helping them design uh, their public product. That's going to be a major improvement over their software product that they have now. Very cool. So tell us about nomading. I mean, I think you guys are like myself in that you sort of nomaded to Puerto Vallarta and mm-hmm. then sort of set some roots down here. Did you guys travel at all before you? How did you decide on PB? We're pretty quick to make decisions like this. <laughs> I had a criteria. My criteria was I needed to live south of the Tropic of Cancer and north of the Tropic of Capricorn. So I'd be within 23 degrees of the equator. Interesting. This place needed to speak Spanish so I could continue learning it. And and so my f- daughter, who speaks Spanish fluently, would be easily, you know. Immersed. Immersed in this, in the, in the culture. And it needed to be close to San Francisco so that going back and forth to San Francisco would be easy. So the first place we visited was Costa Rica. It hit some of those goals. It's definitely far enough south. It definitely speaks Spanish. 
Uh, it's a wonderful place, but it is so far from San Francisco to get mm. there. And uh, yeah, PV to, to SFO is a nice quick flight. Three hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, on a normal day. Yep. So because of that, and there's a lot of direct flights. So that's a lot of the reason we're here. And this this is clearly to me the friendliest city I've ever been to so the saying is true it is this one city in the world <laughs> so that's another reason and tell us about working remote for ibm is that something you had to fight for or was it always a remote position i had to fight for it a little bit and in the way i did that was i told i told weather underground two years ago that i was going to do this so i said you know within two years i'm going to move gave them a long time to think about it and they committed and then weather underground got bought by ibm and mm-hmm. so when they got bought by ibm you sort of grandfathered into the I commitment. I sort of got a grandfathered in. Now, there's two other folks on my team that have done the same thing. One lives in New Zealand, one lives in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And we all seem to make it work. But we do all worry that if something were to change in our department or different managers were to come in, that it could end. Because there's a lot of uh, backlash right now, and especially large tech firms against remote yeah. working. Yeah, definitely. But it seems like you guys, I mean, I see you. Out of the corner of my eye, it seems like your team's solid and you guys, you know, do you run into any challenges being remote? You know, the biggest challenge I run into is the lack of emotional connection to mm. coworkers. And emotional connection, I feel, is the biggest part of what gets people to do things for you. So I, I get that feeling that people are like, well, who's this guy? Yeah. Never see him. Never see his real face. And so what I do is I make sure that at least once a month I have a business trip booked or I go to the conferences I get these once I get these moments to hang out with people face to face. Suddenly, it's easier to work with them remotely. Definitely, yeah, that's a good point. And I wish I got more face to face time with my team as well. But that's awesome that you get to do you, once a month. You head out about once a month. It, that's that's the average. Sometimes it's twice in a month, and sometimes it's a dry month where I get to stay here the whole time. That's great. So your daughter's how old? She's nine. So one question I like to ask people is, you know. And I think it's more relevant to people who, the true digital nomads who travel all the time. Yeah. Is have you guys had a moment where you sort of sat back and thought, well, this is really awesome that we're able to live like this? Um, I have that moment all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when things are going well, of course. Yeah. Uh, we've had a few sticky moments, you know, at the, in the middle, towards Christmas. So it was about six months into living here. That's when everyone got homesick. And we uh, thought, okay. oh, geez, we should be at home at Christmas with yeah, all it's our tough. friends and family. Warm but, Christmases are weird for me. Yeah, but, you know, once that season passed, we're back to being so happy and feeling so fortunate that we're able to do this. And the other question I like to ask is, has there been a moment where you thought, man, we're, we'll never be the same after doing this? Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I'm already changed forever from doing it. And it's... It's not only the perspective change, which I think I already had because I had traveled to Europe, I had traveled to other countries before, but uh, immersing in the language, I think, is going to change me the most of anything. Being immersed is... Have you seen any changes in your daughter? Being immersed in a different culture? You know, that's a little bit tough to measure because she was in a Spanish uh, Spanish school in San Francisco. It was a, an immersion school. Mm-hmm. And many of the folks that live in San Francisco were born in Mexico. So we already lived in a Mexican culture. Gotcha, in that yeah. school, all their events, everything they did was a Mexican culture, Dia de los Muertos, all that stuff. So um, it's a little harder to see in her because she kind of already knew it. Yeah, she was already doing it. Yep. 
Cool. Well, I know you got to run to a meeting, so let me ask you one more question. Sounds good. You're in a situation like me. We have young kids. We're here in PV. We do work remote, so technically we could be anywhere in the world. Do you guys think as your daughter gets older, you'll do more traveling together, more nomading as a family, or are you happy to be rooted here? So right now, the plan is actually to go back to San Francisco and spend middle school and high school in the States. But that decision has opened up a bit since living here and seeing how good the school is that Julia's at here. She's at the British American School, and it's wonderful. So we're really rethinking that decision. There's a little bit of a a stigma that I think we've lost, which is school in America is the best, and you got to be doing it. Exactly. It's the only – because I've had that, do I owe it to my son to move us back so that he can go to high school in the States? But I think I'm over that now. I'm getting over it, too. Do you think you'll leave it up to her? Partially. Yeah. She doesn't have all the control, but she has some. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. of course. Awesome. Well, John, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Don't forget, work the web, enjoy the surf, whatever your surf may be, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you. All right. Cool.